Annyeong SAO! Welcome to Afternoon of Delight, where Leah, Megan, and Amy, romance novelists and your K-Romance guides. So grab some deck bokey and listen to your new favorite unease. All right. Hey, everybody. It is time for a Afternoon of Delight snack. And it is myself, Leah, and special guest, Allison. Allison, would Hello. you like to meet everyone? Hi, I'm so excited to do this. <laughs> yeah, so Allison, as you know, is an avid BL watcher and has really, you know, I don't want to say dragged because I would say that you have invited me warmly and enthusiastically to enter this journey with you too. Uh-huh. And I am grateful and happy for it. And there's a drama that we haven't discussed yet. And I'd say it's kind of like, you know, I feel weird even calling it this, but I really feel like it fits. It's like an OG BL, even though it hasn't been out for very long. (laughs) Yeah. And that is Barn Type. And so we both watched this. Allison, you've watched this. How many times have you watched Barn Type? We don't need to talk about numbers. Like that's really not important. More than four times. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, a bit. (laughs) A a few. Yeah. I've watched it a few times. Mm -hmm. So I've seen it once and I enjoyed it, but it didn't hit me. I think, you know, also how we we watch things and when we watch them probably affect us. And so Mm -hmm. this... I came to this after quite a few other dramas. It didn't just like hit me in the same exact way. So we're going to do a little bit of a different format today where I'm just going to kind of talk to you about why you love this drama so much. Yes, please. So it came out in 2019. And then um, there's actually a sequel that we'll, you know, we could touch on, but um, Tharn Type 2. And that came out in late 2020. Yeah. And so, yeah, why don't you get into, um, like, you know, what's just, like, your intro statement for why you love this drama? Okay. I think this drama is fantastic, and I love it because of the chemistry between Mew and Golf, who play Tharn and Type. And I love the growth, which I think if you read anything about this drama, um, you'll read about how problematic it is. And then you'll read, but there's a lot of growth. So you see a character start from a place, actually both, um, both characters start from a place of just sort of problematic behavior, problematic attitudes, problematic views of the world. And then you see them sort of navigate, well, how do we go from there to loving each other for the rest of our lives? And I was just texting my BL bestie because I'm, I'm re-watching it right now, funny enough. Um, and I was like, the way they talk about things, like the way they connect with each other, like this drama is amazing. So. So, okay. Why, like you, you touched on the fact that this drama is often seen sometimes as problematic. What would be some reasons that this drama might be problematic for a viewer? Okay. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the drama. So I'm assuming most people have heard of Tharn Type, but Tharn Type is the two characters' names. So there's Tharn and there's Type, and they're freshmen in college and they're roommates. And um, Tharn is a musician major, and he is 
openly gay and his roommate is type and he is a sports medicine major and he hates gays is how he said it like i think he used an f word in there in the show um and so they he just like goes in and like makes a huge mess of Tharn's side of the room and like is just spewing like nonsense for the first four episodes of the drama. Um, so just as like completely ridiculous homophobia, very problematic. And then Tharn is no angel either. And can we just get into spoilers? Can I just? Um, let's do vaguely because we're most okay. people to this probably have not seen and are probably trying to decide if they want to invest but you know like a nod to spoilers um there's some questionable no not even questionable there's some problematic consent that happens when like early on in the drama where consent is not given and it is not great like can be very triggering for sure for people so and just to go off of that, do you want to talk a little bit about the writer of this drama? Because they're well known and slightly controversial. Yeah. So the writer wrote, um, she, she wrote like 12 books in this universe, in the Tharn type universe, but it's main. And she also wrote Love in the Air, which is a beloved series on this podcast as well. So she's very united in that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so she, I'm, I would love to interview Mame and figure out what her trauma background is and like what, like how she, cause she always writes about trauma. Like there's trauma in every drama and just speaking of growth, like how she handles the trauma in Tharn type is night and day difference between now, however many years later when she was writing Love in the Air in that series um, and how she handles trauma, consent, yada 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 so I feel like she sort of did some wrestling of her own and understanding of trauma and trauma response um, which was really interesting for me to see like where she started in terms of the Tharn type universe and what she's writing now and actually to dovetail into that because you know some folks listening have like you know, met you before virtually, or, you know, have met you over at Afternoon Army, where you're also a host. But why don't we, you know, I didn't really spend a lot of time with introductions. Why don't you just give like 30 seconds of kind of what you do for a living too? Oh, sure. So I am a mental health therapist, and I specialize in um, trauma. Like I work exclusively with adult women who've experienced trauma. Um, Most of the time, complex trauma, attachment-based trauma, um, and I've worked in intimate partner violence for as long as I've been an adult working in the world. Um, and so my background is very trauma informed. Okay. And so, yeah, so I'm saying this just to add a little bit of credibility that you know of what you speak when you are bringing up some of these things and listeners can feel in safe hands. Yeah. And I think that that is interesting because like, you know, you're acknowledging that like, you know, healing from trauma is like kind of your life's work in many ways, helping people do that. And you have a love for, you know, some of these stories that have, 
that are dealing with trauma and sometimes problematically, but there's things that you're really loving here that are really making, especially this story in particular, speak to you. And I would like to know what it is. Like when people are like, you know, yeah, don't watch the type. It's just problematic. Like what would be your response back to that? I would say, yes, it is problematic. And if that is like, you know, we talked about triggers earlier. If there is like consent triggers that you have or excuse me, homophobia triggers, like don't watch it, like valid. Um, if you're just sort of like, I don't want to support a drama that has that, but that's not necessarily a trigger. I would say maybe like allow yourself to be curious about what the growth of these characters look like and what healing they do throughout the drama. Um, because specifically, well, both of them, you know, they both have to figure out how how do I learn to communicate with this person? How do we work through these bigger issues? If I have this like internalized homophobia for the past 20 years, like, and now I'm dating a man, like, what does that look like for me? How do we navigate this relationship and, you know, coming out as a couple? Um, And I think that is really interesting. Um, I love that we get to see what their love language is. Newsflash, they both have physical touches or lung language. So it is a very hot drama. <laughs> like it's just like it's sexy um, because that's how they come back to each other um, and how they share and show each other love. Um, so that's what I would say. And I love and agree with all of that. I do. Um, I think that. Also, just given that, you know, so it came out in 2019, I am not as versed and I don't know how versed you are. So you let me know of kind of like the history of like when Ty BL really like took off as like a genre, because it's really become a juggernaut, I would say in like entertainment. And I feel as if, um, you know, we're seeing the quality of stories of production really just like hitting its stride in shows of late but this is kind of seen as like foundational. And in some ways that's where I give a little bit more of a pass to like the character, like the gay panic of the character and, you know, the internalized homophobia and stuff like that. I feel like we're seeing that much less now. Like it often feels as if we're in worlds that are like Kin Porsche, for example, where everyone is like in that family, I don't, I'm not sure if anyone wasn't you know, gay out of the entire family or like queer identified. And so there, it was a lot less grappling with like, oh my gosh, I I don't want this identity. It's more just like this identity is like part of the furniture in terms of the story. And so mm-hmm. how do you feel about that in terms of like the fact that this being one of like, what I, I assume is one of the earlier forerunners and that we're kind of dealing with more of that like low hanging fruit. And I think that comes up the same in like, uh, romance novels too especially like the male male genre where we have a lot of like female written male male that came out and it kind of dealt more in some of these problematic spaces more heavily you know a decade or more ago and again I'm not speaking from a place of deep wisdom just kind of like a loose understanding of like how the genres evolve so don't mm-hmm. me with this and in fact if you have many things that you want to say about this listeners you can always contact us I'm just like reasonably aware as like a person who worked in romantic fiction of kind of some of the trope evolutions over time. 
Right. I think um, th this definitely is one of the earlier ones, but I want to say it sort of got big or started growing like the BL industry in Thailand in 2016. It's not, I mean, I'm not saying that's the, the first BL was produced in that year, um, but I think that's when it started like picking up. Um, the pandemic was a huge, like it sort of lit a firecracker and the industry has exploded since then because just like viewership grew so um, much during the pandemic. But there is this like, period of we suddenly see the popularity we want to capitalize on the popularity and bring money into the country and so now we just have to hurry up and make all of these bl dramas because they're getting consumed at rates we can't fathom um, and i just think that there was a lot of growing pains in terms of the writer um, you know, like not even MAME, but just sort of like the writers in the industry. There's a lot of problematic behavior in the industry itself. So like navigating that. Um, and I think we had talked about this before in one of our earlier BL snacks, um, but I read somewhere that this was like one of the first BLs to like just use the word gay and the character could identify as gay. I couldn't... I couldn't find the article um, about that, but I saw that somewhere. Um, and so that was really important for this drama is that Tharn's character was openly gay and stated that. So there was just a lot of, um, a lot of growth that was happening in the industry as well. So short version, <laughs> long or however you want to say that. Um, I sort of put it in the same category as these are growing pains and that the industry is learning a lot and it's not always going to be great. Um, right now I'm sort of rage watching a BL that has a lot of problematic behavior and a lot of intimate partner violence, um, but I'm just sort of like sucked into it now and I want to find out what happens. Um, and so there's still growth and development that needs to be done, but it feels like they're headed in the right track. Do you have, I mean, this is like asking you to like choose between babies. Do you have a favorite between Tharn or Tite? Oh, oh, um, no, I don't, I can't pick. I love them both so much. So what, um, what do you love? Like, what's something you love about each of them? Okay, so what I love about Type is that he changes and he says he's sorry. So I can't remember if it's in season one or season two, but he like goes to somebody and is like, hey, the way that I acted before was wrong. Like, this is where my life is now. Like, this is who I'm with. And like, I'm really sorry for the pain that I caused you in the past. Um, and I just, I love that. Um, and what I love about Tharn and, okay, this is like fantasy, like world. This is not like, I don't condone this behavior in real life, <laughs> but like he never gives up on type. He loves him and he loves him like regardless of his 
just stupidity. Like he's like, no, this is my man. And here I am. I'm just going to love him. And we're going to work through things together. And like, he just, he knew he was the person and he just stuck with him, which again, don't do that. If somebody is real, there's real life. And then there's fantasy life. Right. Right. But, and he's just like, there was a scene that I was rewatching this morning and Type was just being an idiot and jealous and stupid. And he just laughed at him. He's like, okay, yep. <laughs> just like, yeah, I see you. <laughs> Can we get past this now? Can we be boyfriends now? Okay, great. Yeah. So, but I think the real star of the show is their friend Techno. I mean, yeah. The best character, really, really probably more so than either one of them. I love Techno a whole bunch. <laughs> so much so like every time he's on the screen i'm like there he is love him so he just he pretends to be an idiot but he knows exactly what he's doing he knows exactly who he's saying what he's saying to and he just makes sure that ship is gonna sail and he just helps those two boys along the whole way from start to finish so when you um started your bl journey where how early did you find this one that's a good question. I can't remember. I feel like it was a ways into it because it was one that always came up on the list. Um, but I had made my way through most of what I could on YouTube and then went to Vicky and started watching uh, BL on Vicky. And that's where I watched this one. So it wasn't one of the earlier ones for me. Okay. Um, but it was... Yeah, now probably my favorite. It's your favorite drama. It's my favorite, but then if you put pie and sky in front of me, I'll be like, okay, they're my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) So favorite drama or favorite pairing? Favorite drama. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, and I I don't have like a big criticism of the drama I mean I think for me forced proximity is always a favorite and this has Mm -hmm. forced proximity so I enjoy that part of it I also enjoy kind of like enemies to lovers and fish out of water stuff and so putting all of that together I enjoy I think for me it was just a lot of the conflict felt like it, it started to get repetitive of just like you know the one like just like I'm a dumbass I forgive you I'm a dumbass I forgive you <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so maybe I had less patience for that so I I watched it I didn't I didn't jump off of it and when I finished I wasn't like ugh. I just felt like I was like okay like I'm glad I watched it I enjoyed it I thought they had good chemistry and I'm like moving on with my life yeah valid argument so I'm thinking back to because in the first scene there's like these big spikes in um like conflict so we're usually like a drama will like you get to know the relationship and the couple and they're um going along and then all of a sudden here's the big like plot device and then we come back to them but it's like you meet them they're doing their thing and then all of a sudden there's like a 
love interest diversion that comes in and type is a big idiot around that. And then there's this other like major conflict. And so like, there's a lot of like coming apart and then coming back together. But for me, when I'm watching it, it's like, okay, so this is the conflict that had to happen for type to sort of like realize like that he has internalized homophobia and he has to get through that. And like, here's how he's going to do that. And then he had to like have a conflict to say, okay, I love this man and I want to be with him. And then there's that conflict. And then another conflict to like resolve this issue. So it never felt like it was repetitive for me because I, I could see what they were doing as they were resolving those conflicts. Yeah, that's reasonable. Um, but I will say that, like, I enjoyed seeing. It's interesting to see where how genres evolve over time and the kind of stories they want to tell and the kind of tropes they look at. And I feel like it also can be reflective of like the society that the entertainment is founded into. And so I find it encouraging to see that. And I mean, like, I'm speaking at the, about this as a cishet woman, so I'm going to acknowledge that too, and a white woman. But in watching it, like, it almost feels like at the beginning, you have some stories that might be more like this, because there's almost a sense of like, we need to explain like how two people of the same sex may have feelings for each other or how this could happen and like the fraughtness that can come with that. And then as we move into like some more acceptance or some more, um, you know, just understanding that like, relationships are relationships love is love the stories become a little bit more like humanized I mean like look BL still has like wildness and non-con and all sorts of like you know I'd say high drama but I'd say the tropes really have shifted over into just kind of like really like we just kind of hit it more first with relational not more like I'm in this great great pan gay panic mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah. And, um, and I like that because I feel like I am less interested in spending time in the stories of like gay for you or like, you know, wrestling with like straightness is like my like preferred identity. I'd rather just get into the meat of the story mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. viewer with my privileges. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants the universe to give me exactly what I want when I want it? <laughs> But I would love to also, I mean, you just saying that, like, you know, you'd like to talk to the writer, maybe this is something too, or maybe we've hit the point where we look to start putting out feelers for some folks who are writing in the industry and get a sense of like, I would love to start to ask people questions of like, how are they feeling like, especially writing in a culture that still, you know, people don't have a lot of the freedom to be who they are. Mm-hmm. And I find that to be really interesting and to see like, you know, is this part of a greater movement or is this scene, like, where does this seem like it fits within the context of that? Yeah. Yeah. Is there, I mean, it was over the past year, just watching like the BLs that are coming out. Cause now, I mean, there's still a lot of BLs that I haven't seen that were sort of foundational, like cherry magic and things like that. Um, but I now mostly just watch the weeklies because I'm kind of caught up on a lot of things. Um, and the trend of like equality in marriage and like these are out, like if there is a character that has a homophobic like view, like they're almost instantly called out and be like, hey, that is not cool. You know, like so it's addressed much more 
quickly. Um, and it just seems like there's an agenda of love is love coming out of the Thai BL industry right now, which is really interesting. Um, and guys said earlier, there is one out right now that is just, <laughs> I think I described it as rage watching um, because it's intimate partner violence, it's red flags. It is absolutely horrible, but I'm like, well, I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> begrudgingly every Saturday time to watch the drama that I hate um <laughs> that's a whole other podcast honestly is like when that starts to happen um but the I've actually reached out to Mame a couple times on Instagram because the like you can find Tharn Type on Amazon like the books and translation and a few others has two books that are coming out this year or if they've already been published they're being turned into BL series this year um and one is called hold on I have a sticky note with them on my desk um the boy next world and wedding plan and I think those are both by Mame um and I've I've emailed her or messaged her through Instagram, like, can you please translate these in English? Like, please make them accessible in English translations. Um, she has not written me back, but I try every now and again because I just really want to read the source material before I watch one of her um, dramas, which I haven't gotten or haven't been able to do. Hmm. I've always seen them and I haven't gone back and watched them, but. There's some you can find of hers that are translated on Amazon, but not those. That puts me into an interesting question in terms of wearing like a hat connected to the publishing industry of maybe after this is over, send me some of the material so we can see the publishing house because I do work mm -hmm. with, um, you know, I do have a company that works adjacent with the publishing industry. And maybe mm -hmm. if there's enough readership or curiosity, maybe there'd be publishers who'd be willing to like, take rights and or not take rights buy rights and compensate mm -hmm. and like bring it to a wider market so yeah maybe seeing who the publishers are would be helpful to see that yeah yeah I would love it I'm reading bed friend um which isn't all out right now both as a series um but I'm reading the book and it's just fun like the translation excuse me is absolutely terrible because it just feels like it was put through google translate um but it's better than nothing. And I'm like, oh, I really like reading about these characters. And I like seeing the story as the um, drama is coming out. And then I just put on hold from the library um, the, the books that Untamed is based on. It's a series, it's a graphic novel series. And it's Untamed is a Chinese BL, but romance because Chinese... Um, they don't do BLs. So, okay. Yeah. Well, they do bromance. This is the floor for you now. Is there anything else that you really want? Because I mean, in some ways, I feel like this was more of a sales pitch to folks who haven't seen Tharn Type. So if we want to do like a short spoiler section, this could be a time to say, if you haven't seen it and you're curious, pop off. But if you've seen it and you have thoughts or, you know, you don't mind being spoiled a little, is there anything else you want to get off your chest from like a spoilery background? Mm. Um, watch it 
watch it for their chemistry. Those boys, their kissing puts almost every other BL kiss to shame. Like they are phenomenal kissers <laughs> and <laughs> they do the kissing frequently throughout the drama. And I love that um, because as I said earlier, like I firmly believe that both of their love language in this drama is a uh, physical touch. So they love, love to make out and it's great. I'm here for it. Um, the friendship, like techno, um, like he just sort of is very patient with them and just helps them like navigate these in his like doofusy, like St. Bernard sort of way. He's just like, I'm going to pretend like I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to make sure um, that they are going where they need to go. Um, and type is the biggest idiot in the world. Like you just have to accept this about him from the moment he's on the screen, but he comes to realize how much he loves Tharn and that is a beautiful thing. So you have a soft spot for type. Why do you love type? I love type, let's see, what do I love about type? I like when, again, it's like real life versus fantasy life, right? <laughs> and so in real life, I'd be like, you need a therapist, you don't need a relationship, and you need to do a lot of internal work before you show up and you're ready for love. In fantasy spaces, there is something really, I think, fun and enjoyable and compelling to see someone move because there's this idea in romance of like what makes a really good romance in terms of structure from a character point of view. And I'm not coming up with this, like this is like craft-based knowledge, but the idea that you're moving, you start off a character in what would be, we call their identity. And so it's the mask that they're showing to the world because they're not safe to be their authentic self. And in a really satisfying romance, you have through the power, the transformative power of love, a character who moves from um, like their identity to their authenticity by the end of a drama. And there's bumps and setbacks along the way, but um, they eventually learn through all the conflicts and growth, two steps forward, one step back, that who they are as their true self is the person that's deserving of love is the person that's deserving of like all the good things life has to offer. And so eventually they can leave that identity and that mask that was there as a protective shell, but didn't ultimately serve them. And they can become the person that they're meant to be. And you can see this play out in like really easily in like a commercial story like Shrek, where at the beginning he's like in a swamp and he's like, I hate everyone. I don't want any friends, leave me alone not truly who Shrek is that's his like trauma response because nobody wanted to like be his friend and everyone hated him and then we see like by the end of the show he has friends and he's accepted love and he's like part of a community just like the beautiful princess he fell in love with Princess Fiona starts off and her identity is to be this like blonde beautiful princess but who she really is is this like sassy cool ogre and so by the end of the drama we see that that's how she's living and so i feel like that was kind of why i like um i like type is but at the beginning we see him just being like 
look, I don't love the whole, like, I hate gay people thing. It just doesn't work for me. But like, you know, he's just kind of like, I, I don't, appro- I don't approve of that lifestyle. I don't like it. Just a lot of like in- externalized hatred. That's all just like, because of who he is internally and is unable to like grapple with that. And that's not like an unknown thing. Like certainly this happens in real life as well. Um, it's just not like a context of entertainment that I love. But anyway, that's how we start with him. And by the end, he has become like a whole person. He's accepting of his identity. He's proud of who he is. He's proud of his relationship. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like that makes it structurally work for me. And that, you know, by the end, I'm like, okay. As much as yeah. that was a fucking trip to get you there, we got there. We got there. <laughs> so this is spoilers, but there's two episodes that I watch more than others, and it's episode six, so we're in the spoiler section. If you want to be spoiled, here you go. Um, Type has been sort of flirting with this girl, woman, at the university that he met through friends, and he, um, thanks to techno, Tharn times up. Tharn finds out that Type has been flirting with this person and he's like, what are you doing? And like from the beginning, they were friends with benefits. They were just sex buddies. And he was like, we're sex buddies. I'm going to have this relationship. And Tharn was like, okay, like then this is, this is the end of the road with us. And like, don't forget to buy her a birthday present. Otherwise you're going to like lose her before you get her, whatever. And so he you see like type going on this date and then you see him come back and he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I couldn't do it. Like, I love you. He doesn't say I love you to him, but they end up like talking through it at that moment of like, this is where I'm at now. Like you're the person I want to be with. Um, And I love that moment. I love that type has to like (laughs) literally crawl back to Tharn and be like, I am so sorry that I screwed up so badly. Like I want you. And then, so he, he says that. And then over the next like couple of episodes, the point of contention is he won't tell anybody, like won't tell friends, won't tell family that they're dating, that he's like, well, this just has to be between us. Um, And he's very self-centered. And then one of, Tharn's friends, like childhood friends, his first like sexual experience comes into the picture and like holds type accountable and is like, you don't know him. You don't care about his wants. You don't care about like what he deserves in a relationship. Like you're not even willing to tell people that he's close to that you're dating. So why do you think you deserve him? And is like another moment where type has to sort of like come to grips with the fact that he screwed up and he has to like own up to if I'm going to be with this person what does that look like and I I just love I love the groveling I love the angst like make him (laughs) crawl back to Tharn that's what I want so yeah um and if you have seen this and you like it what do you think would be a good comp? Oh. I don't know. I'm not very good with the comps. 
Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be even like, oh, this plot echoes this plot. I just say like a vibe, like, oh, I've watched this. I'm really liking like the mood I got. What's going to like hit me in like a similar mood? Does that make it harder? Or I'm trying to make it easier. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it, um, I'm trying to think of what I watch after or before I watch Sarn Type because I rewatch a lot. Um, my nervous system can't handle new stimuli, so I just rewatch shows all the time. Um, Present Still Perfect comes to mind, which is a Thai BL movie. I don't think it's a series, but it's not on Vicky anymore. So that's a terrible comp because you can't go watch it on Vicky. But it was this really beautiful BL movie about these two men who met when they were traveling um, and like just how they navigated their relationship. Um, one that uh, comes up a lot online is Together, which is Bright Win. So if if you are familiar with the acting duo Brighton Win, it's their one of their series. So, all right, well, yeah. those are two to check out. And I guess as we're wrapping up, what is a drama you're watching? Uh, okay, so right now I'm high key obsessed with Eight Cents. It's a Korean BL that's coming out right now. We've got two more weeks to wait until it's all out. But it is beautifully shot. The acting's amazing. The chemistry is as good as Mutant Golf. So that's saying something. Um, I am loving everything about it. And I'm really hoping they don't screw it up. So I'm also watching all the other BLs that are coming out right now. Um, Bed Friend, <laughs> Chain of Heart. Like there's one on... Um, the website that I can never say, the IQIYI, um, called Tim Tam Jim or something like that. It, like, I just watch it because it's a BL. So I'm watching all the BLs right now. I love this journey for you. And um, if you had to pick out of all the ones you're watching right now, which is the one that you think that we should do next? I know what I would like to do. I have to, I have to catch up because I've been back on... Um, just uh I've been off BL and I am into I'm on an Alchemy of Souls deep dive that's kind of taken over my life and yeah I know I message you and Megan pretty frequently and you guys are like, both like Alchemy of Souls <laughs> Where, where's my buddies where's my BL buddies we're like shh Alchemy of Souls shh, just wait <laughs> um I would say okay if there's one that I wanted to do eight cents but make sure it's going to be okay once it's all aired um and bed friend maybe because it's just really fun and i think like i've read some criticism that it's it's just a what did what did i read something like porn and they're bed friends they're they're in bed a lot but there's actually a lot more to it um there's a lot more to the drama so that one is really fun and i think would be fun to talk about Okay, I both of those sell me, so I think we'll be coming back hot with both of those. Yeah, and but at some point I need to talk about old fashioned cupcake because it ruined my life. Yes, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. So you went and watched old fashioned cupcake. I watched it when it came out. Binging it is way better, way better 
binge okay. old-fashioned cupcake. And the director who did that has a new one coming out soon. I think it starts this month. So something else to put on your radar. Okay. Well, look, we have summer's coming, hot girl summer. <laughs> uh, and so there's lots, yeah, there's lots out there. And so um, as always, this was a pleasure to connect. And I think we've given you some other directions to pick up that we're going to be exploring. So if you want to be listening, you know, in the next couple of months, we'll be diving into the ones we talked about. Yeah. Thanks for having me on and letting me talk about time type. I love them. You know what? I'm going to let you do an Instagram takeover when this airs, and then you can just like blast a bunch of reels on them too. (laughs) Which I send to Megan like every day. I'm like, (laughs) have you... Have you started watching? So I told Megan, just start at episode four. Like, just get, you don't have to start at episode one. Oh, and there's a whole nother storyline that I never watch. Like, I just fast forward through it every single time. So I only watch Tharn and Type. There's another storyline that's connected to other uh, Tharn Type universe relationships. I just skip it. Yep. And you, that's your purview. You are totally allowed to do that. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much and see you soon. And I hope everyone's having a good week. So Anyang. Anyang. Kamsamnida. Thank you for listening to Afternoon of Delight. Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to afternoonadelight.com. That's A F T E R N O O N A D E L I G H T. Com. You'll find links to all our social media, our book recs, K-pop and K-skincare recs, and if you want even more Afternoon of Delight, because really who doesn't, you can join our Patreon, where you can choose the patron level that's right for you. Join in daily K-drama conversations, listen to bonus podcast episodes just for patrons, and participate in our monthly live K-drama support group via Zoom. We can't wait for you to be a part of the community. Until next time, Annyeong!